You're listening to the Getting Mindful with Megan podcast. Hey guys, this is Megan and Anna, and we are talking today about conflict versus contention. And get ready because I think this is going to be a really I good think one. It should be fun. Yeah. Okay. This came up. There was one time, <laughs> one time fairly recently, <laughs> my spouse and I had a disagreement. And I remember when this disagreement first came up, like the flare of just that contention, anger, like you should be doing something different. I should be, I should have done X, Y, Z. So kind of the shame blame came in and I sat there for a while in these very human thoughts. And I remember going to bed. I must've read it on social media, but it came very clearly in my mind. I wasn't on my phone. It was just quiet. It was conflict is inevitable. Contention is a choice. And I had to scroll back through my feed, like, where did I hear this? So I ended up Google searching it. And it was just recently, uh, Dieter F. Uchtdorf said five different messages. And that was one of them. Conflict is inevitable. Contention is a choice. And when I thought that, I literally felt my shoulders relax. And just, I could see that it's okay to have disagreements. It's okay to have conflict. That part's going to happen. But this contention that I was feeling, that I was creating, I don't have to do that part. So that's where this came from. I love that. I was thinking while she was just talking about, think about like the feeling of contention in your body. It it. it tightens everything (laughs) up. Your shoulders like get all clenched up. It's a horrible feeling. And I think that humans are excellent at reading other people's emotions. So even like on the internet, when you're scrolling and there's like a fight going on, And even if people are like trying to like be cordial, but you, even when you're reading like energy, even wise, like I can like feel, oh, this one was contentious. Mm -hmm. Oh, this person actually doesn't care as much or like whatever. It doesn't have as much as like that energy behind it. And so I love this because I love what Anna said, like contention is a choice. Sometimes I think when I get contentious, sometimes I feel like justified in it, or I think that I have to feel like this because this other person did X, Y, or Z to me or because I saw this or I read this. So contention just like came upon me, but Mm -hmm. that's not true. It's always a choice and you always get the choice if you're going to engage or if you're not. Mm -hmm. And I talk a lot about people pleasing. (laughs) Hi. Because all of us are people pleasers. (laughs) And uh, I have a little bit of a thought in my head that I'm a little bit drastic of a people pleaser, (laughs) but it's fine. We're working on that one. But... I noticed it's such a slippery slope for me. I Those two were completely, they had grown together and intertwined with each other, conflict and contention. Like it was one thing. And when this sentence that he said, it just like unraveled that instantly. It was such a powerful shift. And I just think people pleasers, they connect conflict and contention as one thing. Yeah, I've watched this a lot. It's, I don't, I notice it more in women, but men do it too. But mm-hmm. I've noticed what happens is they often won't speak their truth. They won't say what they mean. And then they do things that they don't want to do and they do it really resentfully. Mm-hmm. And they do it all in the name of like, but I didn't want contention. And to that, we just have to speak to it right at the beginning of the podcast. Like you don't have to have it by speaking your truth. Yeah. You don't have to let go of your beliefs so that there's no contention in your heart. Mm-hmm. And also, 
you don't have to, you can still like stand strong in what you believe. You can say what you need to say. You can be who you are mm-hmm. and, and you can do all of that without any contention on your end. Now, it's important that we know you have no power over whoever you're talking to or whatever the issue is when the other person, right? Like they are going to get to choose if they get contentious, but you always get to choose how you feel. You always get to choose if you are going to choose contention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the things like, again, like she said, speaking your needs, speaking your truth, speaking your needs, that's not contentious. There was also one time, again, I got coached by Megan. Somebody was coming to me, speaking their needs, asking me a question, asking me to fill a need. And I got worked up. (laughs) I got such in a tizzy, like, why is this person doing this? Why are they asking me this? I already said no. I was getting very contentious. And it was so simple. Megan just said back to me, like, no, this person's speaking their needs. Why are you uncomfortable that now you need to speak your needs? (laughs) And I just noticed, like, again, I was wiring conflict with contention. And it doesn't have to be that way. You standing up and speaking your needs, you saying or not fulfilling somebody's need, that doesn't have to be contention. Yeah. So in the scriptures, you know, it says that you'll know by its fruit. You'll know if something's good or not good by its fruit. So I want you to think of that feeling of contention. How does it how does it manifest when, when you're contentious, what do you do? Do you love people? Do you, mm-hmm. do you forgive? Do you choose to work out and reconcile? Mm-hmm. Do you choose to be gentle? Can you do, hear them? Can you hear them? Do you humble yourself? Like, no, like, so, so we just know clearly that contention is not of God. It in the scriptures, it straight up says it's children of the devil or like contention comes from children of the devil. So like, now don't freak out and be like, I'm a child of the devil because my husband drives me crazy. You know, like child obviously, obviously some like, strong language. Yeah, some seriously strong language. So obviously you guys like, obviously like you're a human being and there's going to sometimes be contention in your life. But I think the more that we can choose to um, not partake or yeah. not engage in contention, we will find so much peace and you will live a better life. <laughs> Which there is... Look at the world right now. There's so many opportunities to feel contention because there's so much conflict. There's so many differing opinions. So much divisiveness. So much divisiveness. But think about it. How would it look different if we just decided that conflict was okay? Conflict was inevitable. Conflict is going to happen. Conflict and then is if we good all because decided, big, good, new problem solves. Yes, you know it does. What I mean? it's it good. problem solves. That's how we work towards something that we actually like. That's how we get better. But imagine what that world would look like if everybody chose that conflict was okay and we didn't have to do the contention part. What would that look like? Completely different. But it starts with just one of us. Recently, there's a subject that I was digging in my heels really hard on. I had very strong beliefs and I wasn't even willing to look at the other side. And then slowly in my heart, I kept getting the nudges nudges and words again. I love that these phrases, I love that the prophets, I don't know, my church leaders come up with these really catchy phrases that are easy to plant in my mind, like, let God prevail. That little phrase came into my mind. 
And I realized when you are digging in your heels so hard against something, when you're not even willing to see the other side, when you're not even willing to think, okay, like think about somebody who has a different political party than you and you don't understand it. If you're not willing to see the good in that side, you're not willing to let God prevail. Because what if he asks you to do something that you don't quite understand and you're digging in your heels so hard? This is why I love Sharon said so. I do too. I do too. Because she cause she goes through conflict. All the conflict of the world, but she does it from such a non-contentious Yeah, like energy. the common good. Yeah. Like she shows that there's good in both. Totally. So I was thinking like there's so much divisiveness on the internet. There's mm-hmm. so much contention freaking everywhere. It's exhausting a little bit. Like that energy is so sucking. It mm-hmm. sucks your energy, you know? And I was thinking about how... In one of my favorite books called The Screwtape Letters, it's by C.S. Lewis. And just so you can kind of understand, it's a devil teaching his like apprentice devil how to tempt humans. So it's really Mm -hmm. interesting, but it's so good. You'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm such an idiot. That's how they do it. That's easy. I should have known. But he says in it, and and it stood out to me, he said, all we want to do to try to tempt these humans, to get them away from what they call the enemy, which is God is either get them extremely passive or like so extreme. I don't care which one, either get them so passive on everything that they, they won't speak their truth. They won't, they, they won't even let themselves have an opinion because they're so worried about conflict Mm -hmm. or get them so extremely passionate about their beliefs that they aren't willing to see or hear anything Mm -hmm. on the other side. Um, there's a beautiful middle ground where we can hear other people. We can see other people. We can also speak our truths and we can hold our beliefs with power and with strength. And all of that can happen without contention. Oh, I love that imagery so much. And I keep so thinking good. of those devils. They're probably mad at us for talking about this. <laughs> no, they're like, shut up. You're telling our secrets. This is why there's <laughs> resistance. Yes, <laughs> totally. Something that Jody Moore says, love her. She says, anger not required. And... I just notice any time, like when there's a conflict, that contention, the anger is not required. There's, I can't remember where I've seen it. I've seen it before, but it's like a stream of matches, right? And they have a line of matches in a row all lined up and they're catching on fire one by one by one by one. And that line is going to continue catching on fire, but there's one match that slid down to the bottom that hasn't lit yet. And that stops the fire from spreading to the rest of the matches beyond that. So let's talk about mirroring a little bit. Yeah, so I think it's really a beautiful thing. So let's say you're in a little bit of a conflict with somebody (laughs) and they're fired up and they're feeling contentious. You get the opportunity to show them and like give them an example of what it looks like to handle conflict without contention. Like that match, you're going to pull yourself out. You're going to just be a little bit different, right? And what that does in my belief is that humans mirror each other Mm -hmm. (laughs) often. So you're going to almost like open up the door or like give an opportunity for someone to mirror you. So that's why we watch people like one person gets mad and then someone gets madder and then they get madder and then the Mm -hmm. other person gets madder. Like just like this spiral of like anger builds, right? They say that anger builds. Yeah. Well, you have the opportunity to like pull the match down Mm -hmm. and be that person that they can mirror Mm -hmm. that is peaceful, that is present, that is not in a state of contention, right? Yeah. 
And even if they don't choose to mirror it, I love it because when you're in anger, it's like tunnel vision. Yeah. Like if somebody's coming at you and they're angry and they're punching and they're, well, hopefully not punching, but they're angry and they're coming towards you. It's that adrenaline response of fight, flight, freeze, right? So you get tunnel vision when you're in anger, but the second that you pull away, just like that match, you pull down, they do have the opportunity to mirror you and choose exactly the same emotions that you're feeling, but also maybe they just choose something different, right? Maybe they can choose anything just a little bit less dramatic, less big, loud, and in your face. We kind of tame that emotion down a little bit. I love it. So I was thinking while you were saying that mm-hmm. is, is I was thinking like, okay, so how do I go into a conversation where I need to speak my truth and it could have the opportunity, like somebody could take it the wrong way mm-hmm. or somebody could, they might have negative, emotion they might have negative <laughs> emotion about what I'm saying. How do I go into that? That could be conflict and hold my energy of love, mm-hmm. hold my energy of peace. And the thought that came into my head as I asked that question was stop trying to change people. Yep. And yep. that's what I was going to say. First let, thing. Let people feel how they want to feel. Mm-hmm. So I think what happens, and this is so nice of us, but really it's mm-hmm. not nice that's at right. all. We're like, I want you to do what I say and hear what I say. And I don't want you to feel any negative emotion about mm-hmm. it. And that's like our expectation. Yeah. And, and then we're frustrated because they're mad and mm-hmm. we didn't get what we wanted and blah, blah, blah. So I think like the most important thing that you can do when you're going into these conversations is go into them with like, I need to speak it for me Mm -hmm. and I'm going to say what I need to say, but like the other person is still allowed to choose and do whatever they want. We never believe in taking away people's agency or manipulating to get that's, that's what I was going to say too. Cause there is the, I'm going to say exactly what I need to say and you're going to just have to not have any emotion about it. Or there's what more passive people (laughs) tend to do, which is I'm going to say exactly what you want to hear. So you're going to feel a certain way and then I'll feel better because you're feeling not terrible. But then I get stuck with not having my needs met because I was unable to jump into that conflict. Totally. So I love like I have a podcast episode called this, like I take care of my own needs. Mm -hmm. And the reason why when I recorded that is because I was learning what Anna just said of like, when I take care of my own needs, that makes me show up with more love, mm-hmm. with more compassion. Um, I don't feel the need to try to get something from somebody yep. else, like to get them to change for me. So let's say, um, let's say, let's, let's do like a political um, thing. Like, yeah. let's say you're having a conversation with a friend and they tell you their opinion mm-hmm. about something and you, you hold a different belief. Right then, you have a choice. Are you going to take care of your needs? Are you going to hold that belief? Like in that moment, what I get to do is I get to say, like, let's say that then you say your belief and she's like, no, you're wrong. Yeah. And then you're like, I need you to agree with me so that I can feel good about my belief. Yeah. And instead, what we want to do is just get our own back and take care of our own need. I actually really like the belief that I have. Mm-hmm. I hold this. I feel really good about it. Yeah. And so I'm going to keep this belief and you can have yours. I want you to have yours. Like, yeah, this is good. Not a problem. I'm not even, we're not even changing them is not on our radar. Sometimes I feel when I'm really content like that, sometimes I do voice my opinion. If I feel like it, 
And then there are times where I'm just like, I feel no need to. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I don't feel a need to. Totally. I'm here to listen to you. I'm here to understand you. I feel no need. Think about being on the other end of that. Somebody trying to change you. How does that feel? Uh, you hate it. Like nobody get, likes it. And I'm like, I am I not listening to you. I'm not going to do what you say. Stop trying to change everything. I think stop yeah. calling me stupid. Stop whatever. Right. You can and feel that. What's funny is what they want, like what the person wanted by trying to change you is like unity. Mm-hmm. They wanted you guys to have the same beliefs, but actually what it's creating, it's alienating you from another person. And that's why mm-hmm. I think this is such an important topic and why in the gospel, we talk about how contention, it separates us. And yeah. the whole point of the gospel is to make us one and unified and mm-hmm. strong together. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's super, super important to recognize that you're trying to get somebody to agree with you so that you can feel good. Yeah. And, and be unified, mm-hmm. but you're actually creating the exact opposite. Yep. And what I've noticed, especially when it comes to political things, is when we're trying to change each other, it's because we have this giant fear of what the opposite believes. Like, then I'm X wrong. Are, yeah. And X are afraid about Y and Y, like what future, if their belief were to come to fruition, what future? And we're afraid of that future. That's like... Just that fear. Just think about that. If we're both in fear of what you believe and I'm in fear about what, whatever. Or how do you say that? If we're in fear of what each other believes. There you go. Then fear is the thing that's leading your decisions. Fear is the thing that. Do not like to be led with fear. <laughs> fear is yeah. the thing that is driving your choices on who you vote for, on whatever it is. Totally. We don't want to be led by fear. It doesn't get you good results. Something else I was thinking while she was talking was... I think we have thoughts sometimes, yeah, but I would never do that. Mm-hmm. I would never think that. Mm-hmm. And so we think that other people should be the same as us, right? Mm-hmm. Or how do people even see it like that? Like they're yeah. so stupid, right? Or like mm-hmm. whatever. And and the thing is, is judgment is 360. So yeah. if you're putting that out on others, then you are going to have insecurity about what you believe. If you think that you're right and somebody else is wrong and it's all black and white like that, then you're going to have so much fear about being wrong mm-hmm. because you have created so much fear about them being wrong. Mm-hmm. And so be on to yourself. It, none of this is helping you. Yep. None of this is creating any good results for you. And judgment is so blind. I feel like judgment just blinds us to what good is going on. I don't think that even certain, I don't know, political parties, right? They're not 100% bad. There is good in both sides. Political parties is just one Religions. category. Religions, Political people, and individual beliefs. Anything that causes contention, you right? know, like like even t- like Anna was coaching me re- recently, and she was like, "What if you're both doing it right?" Mm-hmm. And it was very different. I'm very like um, more of like an action doer. Um, like when I get anxious, I go into like frenzy try to get crap done mode Mm -hmm. and my husband's actually the exact opposite he's more passive it's easier for him to be present I think because he's very like calm and um when he gets stressed or something he goes more into like inward inward and just like um sometimes like just gets real passive about it Mm -hmm. and I think that pretty much everyone falls into one or the other one of those you know it's either fight or flight you know Mm -hmm. and so um Anna was coaching me and she's like, hey, like, what if you're both just doing it in your way? 
Mm-hmm. And what if that's actually not a problem? And that's been something I've been like preaching to myself or mm-hmm. even with like all the divisiveness on the internet. I'm like, what if it's okay if we're all wrong? And what if everybody's kind of wrong? Like yeah. what if there's truth in all of it and there's error in all of it? Which and I think there is. <laughs> and I think there is, right? Like people yeah. take everything to extremes. And so it's like, it's either all right or all wrong. It's black and white. And that is just not the way this world is. Yeah, it'll make you crazy. It'll make you crazy. One thing I've noticed, because this is something that, I've done a lot of work on. This has been finding that balance between like allowing conflict for me and not jumping into contention is hard, but I'm working on it. And my sweet loving spouse is like my test pool. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> Sorry, but, we're learning. But together. <laughs> so many times we've had like those areas of conflict and now rather than me bottling up and avoiding it because I don't want to go into contention and not speaking my needs and not telling him what I think and not being authentically me used to create so many problems for me. Now that I'm doing it and I can see, oh, I'm getting more comfortable in that conflict because conflict doesn't have to be comfortable. It doesn't have to be comfortable, but it also doesn't have to be contentious. So as I'm getting more comfortable in the conflict, that was a lot of seeds. <laughs> <laughs> As I get more comfortable there, what I notice is, here's another scene for you. Our connection is better because obviously that connection is felt and created within myself, but I'm able to speak things. We're able to get to different endings because more words are being put in, more words without anger and defensiveness. We can be like, this was true for me. And he can say, this is true for me. We can see both sides. And then it's so much easier when you have more pieces of the puzzle, because honestly, it feels like a puzzle, what's going on for me and what's going on for him. And then trying to combine the two. When we have more pieces of the puzzle, which has to happen in conflict, because you guys aren't going to agree on everything, then you can come to some better results. So that conflict has to happen. But as I've noticed, when we let go of that contention, our results are better. We get to the better, more comfortable, more authentic result. It makes sense, right, though, because everybody opens up. And I think when I think of the word contention, I literally, like, can feel myself, like, closing up. My shoulders come in, like, that. And so when we let go of contention and we choose love... Think about, like, I love you. I want to hear you out. I want to understand your perspective. Right now, I don't really understand it. So Mm -hmm. I need some, like, more clarity on it. Like, all of a sudden, my shoulders, like, relax. My heart opens up. And and that energy creates solutions. Mm -hmm. So, like, one of my favorite, like, little affirmations is, like, I see spiritual solutions to every problem. I love, like, um, there's creative ideas and there's always solutions, you know? I think contention focuses on problem and love sees solutions. So, for me, um, it just, it's more efficient Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it feels better and it leads us into, like, love and oneness and true freedom. Yeah. And that's, One thing that I've noticed as you do more conflict without contention, you have to kind of remember that like there are reasons why you love this person. I like to separate, I've talked about this on my podcast before, behavior and the individual. So often we like link those two together and because of this, they did this behavior and now that means this about their character. I can see where there's evidence of that. 
but I don't think it serves anybody. So if we detach behavior, like I don't like this behavior, but I love you so completely and so wholly, it allows us to drop that contention, right? Because it's no longer about them as a person. And when somebody attacks your character, you as a person, you want to fight. Your ego is like, Your oh, ego oh. <laughs> will flare and it won't like that. But if we just take it more neutral and just talk about this behavior or this thing or this problem or this ideal that we have, it changes. It's no longer personal. Again, the Don Miguel Ruiz, the four agreements. Don't take anything personally. That one, that applies to this. I don't know. This keeps coming to my mind when I'm thinking about contention. I think um, like contention a lot of times starts in our homes. And I think it's really hard. A lot of people who listen to my podcast are moms. And um, it's hard not to feel contentious sometimes towards our kids. And I think it's something that we can kind of talk about because we all all have had those moments (laughs) when we're like, I'm going to kill you. And they're like, not to be reasoned with. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like you can't reason. And um, before this, before we started recording, Anna, we're kind of talking about um, how to discipline or like how to hold the the expectations in your home as like Mm -hmm. a mother and do it from a non-contentious energy and i want to tell you guys like i know that it's possible like we can come into a, a situation in our home where like maybe kids are like completely doing something that is out of out of the bounds of what we allow within the walls of our home Mm -hmm. and we can we can tell them that is not allowed in my house Mm -hmm. you need to have this consequence or whatever however you want to do it like this is what happens when you choose that Mm -hmm. and you can do it sternly from a place of complete and utter love like it's not conditional it doesn't mean like anna said it's nothing about your character this is a behavior this isn't you you're a good little human you are light you are truth you just haven't learned and you haven't learned this lesson yet and so we're going to give you that opportunity because we love you so much yeah i love too what we talked about at the beginning like anytime that i notice when i'm in contention when it comes to my kids it's because i'm trying to control them yeah a lot of the time it comes from fear but remembering like I even heard Megan right before we came to record these podcasts. She did it so well. I'm just going to brag on her for a minute because she, uh, one of her kids threw something and she said, if you want to throw things, you can go outside. And just so calm, like that energy was just so calm. And then he just like, I don't know, it kind of just dismissed it. He didn't get mad. It wasn't like a big fight thing, but it was just like, you can, this is what you do. This is my house rules. And there was love behind it. There wasn't contention. There wasn't anything of that sort so i know that it's possible in the house too but i get it i get it when we want to control them when we start fearing about what it means if they don't listen to us these kids don't listen i get that i've been there yeah because what are you making it mean about you yeah if the kids don't listen why is that a problem because you make it mean something about your ability as a mom Mm -hmm. right i notice it super funny when i'm at home like i have no issues but then if i'm around people or even like my husband sometimes like all of a sudden i start getting like all contentious because i'm like trying to make sure that everybody wait i'm a good Mm -hmm. mom i'm strict blah 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 or like Mm -hmm. whatever i'm not strict Mm -hmm. (laughs) but like but like at home i'm like why is there no contention oh it's because i have no fear if you do something that's out of the line yeah like, I don't make it mean anything about me. I know that that's completely about you. Mm-hmm. And and so I just hold my belief that you're a good human, a good little person, and that you always will be no matter what you choose to do, mm-hmm. and that I'm going to just do my job, which is to teach you. Yep. And 
another thing, I think we've hit on this once, but I just, especially when it comes to kids, like I feel like sometimes it's easier for me when it comes to kids, but we don't have to choose contention even when, like we can still just be in the conflict and not choose the contention part. Even when the other person, the other party even is when, in contention. Even when my child is, is screaming in contention. and throwing at things yeah, at me. Yeah, they're in contention. And even when it's directed at us, they're mad at us, right? You still get to choose what you want to feel. And you I'm still gonna, get to decide if you want to participate in that or not. I'm going to say something kind of bold here, so take it or leave it. But, but you have the opportunity in that moment to become a safe example of what mm-hmm. it means to show love and be peaceful even when there's conflict. And I think that the reason why we have so much struggle as adults in conflict and with contention and all of these things is because maybe sometimes, not always, but we we haven't really been modeled what it looks like to hold your boundary and love unconditionally at yep. the same time, the way yep. that Jesus does. And, and I feel like it is our duty and it is our job to be that example to these little people. And I know that we will not do it perfectly, <laughs> but yep. I do think like we hold that responsibility as mothers, as fathers, mm-hmm. you know, to be the example of what it looks like to hold a boundary and do it with love. I remember getting coached by a coach and her bringing up, I was like, I don't want to be angry. Cause I thought in my mind, again, illogical, that standing up for myself looked angry, looked forceful, looked loud. Like that's what I was supposed to be. And it just doesn't feel good in my nature. It, I don't like it. If that's what I have to be, then I'm not going to do that. Anyone. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be the passive person. I'm never going to speak my needs if that's what's required. But she was just like, why does it have to be a problem? Like, why can't it just be on the same level? Like everybody's here on the same level. And I don't know why that was such a big shift for me, probably because what Megan said is like, we haven't had a lot of examples of that. It takes creativity in your brain to come up with like, what does that actually look like for me in my home? What does that actually look like for me with my spouse or me with my employer? Like, what does that look like? It might take some creativity on your part. But and a lot of practice, <laughs> a lot of practice. But just like Megan was saying with the screw tape letters, like that passiveness and that passion, you're going to find that middle ground and it's going to be very specific to what feels good for you. It's not going to look the same as somebody else. And I just want you to own that. I want you to give yourself permission that it's going to look different than anybody else. And that doesn't mean that you're too much or too little. You're where you need to be. I 100% agree. Um, I was just thinking while she was saying that, like in yoga, there's this word brahmacharya means just enough pretty much. And there's this, this place where we can get where it's just enough, but it's not too much. It's like, I, I say what I need to say. I hold my beliefs, but I bridle my passions. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes that like, there has to be one way, like we, Mm -hmm. but we bridle the passion. We bring it back in. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and it's a work of a lifetime, but all of it leads us back into more oneness, more love, more unity. Mm -hmm. And it's my belief that, that we need to be prepared to live like that in a place of like peace and not contention. And if that's what gets us results, that's where we want to be. Okay. Amen. So the next time that you're sitting there, you're sitting there and you feel you're sitting in a conflict and you feel the contention start to rise. I want you to just, number one, 
decide that contention is a choice and that you don't want to engage if you don't just kind moment. of own it yeah own like, it for saying like oh, i'm, I'm not not going feeling, to i'm engage. starting to yes. think some thoughts that might be making me feel a little contentious right this now. is what i'm feeling and i get that power back i don't want to choose this next thing release that control of others stop trying to change others stop trying to change their opinions stop trying to control them just letting that go number three take care of your own needs Mm-hmm. Whatever it is you need in that moment, make sure you give it to yourself. You need confidence, give it to you. You don't need it from someone else. Mm-hmm. You need clarity, give it to yourself. You don't need somebody else to offer it to you. Yep. No. And I want you to remember, sorry, as I'm thinking it, take this because you're going to be thinking like, wow, that's a lot. Like, how do I do that from now on? I don't want you to think like that. I want you to think case by case. Today. Yep. One conversation at a time. One experience at a time. How do I want to react in this situation? Who do I want to be? What do I want to feel? Be very intentional about that. I love it. The last thing I would say when that's happening is to choose love. It will feel completely opposite of what's logical. It won't make sense. You'll feel like, well, that's not going to make them, like, yeah, that's, that's not, not going to give me the results that I want to be <laughs> loving. That just, that goes against everything that makes sense in my brain. And we so said true. this in our last podcast, but God does impossible math and he works in very mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. And our results come when we choose love. But think how you feel. I mean, like, you can see why that's true. Mm-hmm. And so, um, easier said than done, but I think the more we do this, the the better life will be. As a result of this, you're going to experience better communication. You're going to experience more connection. You're going to experience more authenticity and safety. I think one thing that we probably need to touch on a little bit is that safety within yourself, right? You can bridle it. Like when it comes to bridling your passions, you trust yourself. You trust yourself to not spill over into judgment because after you walk away from that conversation, you feel icky. You're going to leave conversations feeling so much better because you were there for you yes amen all right all right my friends this is anything else this is good no this is so good this is an important topic i hope that you guys will take this one and like really think like in what area even in my brain where do Mm -hmm. i create contention you don't even have to be talking to someone and you can feel contentious How Where much space is it taking? Yeah, like brain chatter. Like, like I think like sometimes I even like make up like stories in my head <laughs> that make me feel contentious that aren't even real. Queen, I'm the queen of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, like just if maybe you don't have any contention with anybody like where you're actually like fighting, mm-hmm. but if in your head you're fighting, you're coming up with responses. You're coming up with responses, <laughs> those types of things, beyond yourself. It's mm-hmm. it's not helping you. It mm-hmm. is taking up space that could be used to unify, connect, and serve you. So, good job, you guys. Love right. you. We're so glad you're here. We'll see you next week. Bye.